welcome to Why Make, where we talk with makers from different disciplines about what inspires them to make, with your hosts, Rob Helmkamp and Eric Wolken. If you'd like to learn more about the makers we interview on Why Make, please go to our website, why-make.com. And please help support the Why Make podcast on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash why make podcast or the Patreon link on our website. On this episode of Bonus Make, we discuss how Daniel Marinelli, a few years after attending a residency at Penland School of Craft, was asked to create the school's new landmark sign. With butterflies in his stomach about creating his largest commission to date, Daniel goes into detail about the design and fabrication of this incredible sign. Please join us for this Bonus Make discussion with Daniel about making the new sign for Penland and the thrill of a job well done. We're here with Daniel Marinelli. This is Rob Helmkamp and Eric Wolken, and we're going to get into an episode of Bonus Make. We're going to talk with Daniel about the new sign at uh, Penland School of Crafts. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me, Rob and Eric. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they came to me a few years ago. They were, um, if if any of you have been to Penland, they've got a sign down at the bottom of the hill as you come um come around the curve and, and there's a sign sort of pointing up towards the school. And then you go onto their, their road and you're on that for quite a few minutes. And, uh, and then when you get to the top of the hill, there's just like sort of this, there's no um, indicator that you've arrived on campus. And so they wanted something there at the top of the hill when you got to the gallery. Yeah. Um, they kicked around some different ideas and, and came to me and um, asked if I would be interested in, uh, working with their their committee that had that was on the, the sign committee and work with uh, with them designing and, and fabricating a sign for the the main campus and um, so first I was incredibly humbled that they asked me to um, do that and work with them and then I and then I was just extremely nervous about the whole thing just because. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna make this sign that's at the front of this pretty highly esteemed craft school, and everyone that comes and drives around this thing is gonna be looking at it and critiquing it. And so, <laughs> yeah, I was very intimidated, and and through the whole thing, just not, just not sure um, if I was gonna be able to pull it off. And I had never worked on um, anything that large as far as scale and scope of work before, and and so, yeah, I was sort of had butterflies the whole time, the whole process. And, and again, just, yeah, not really sure this is going to be able to succeed. At Did the, they dictate the scale? Did they tell you exactly how big they uh, as the space they wanted it to occupy? They did have a general idea of how large they wanted this thing. And um, they, they, there was some landscaping that had been done there on uh, at the entryway to the campus. And they sort of wanted to it to fill that that knoll, um, there as you, as you come on the campus. And so, um, yeah, there was, I think the landscape dictated some of that and then just sort of their own desires and, uh, as far as scale goes. So. And, and what is that? How big is the sign? It's, um, six feet tall, um, and t- 23 feet long. Wow. <laughs> That's a pretty, pretty large sign. Yeah. And I had never, um, and so they, the team that they had put together, the committee for that were were all Penland staff. They were great to work with, 
And uh, it was a really enjoyable process um, working through the designs and, and, and then also, you know, function. You know, this thing has to function as a sign as well. So to, working inside those parameters was enjoyable. Um, and looking back, I don't know if you feel this way or, or um, experience this, but when you're in the moment working on something that is daunting or overwhelming at times, you don't thoroughly enjoy the process as much as you should be. And it's not until the process is complete and you're looking back on that experience that you now realize that could have been so much more enjoyable, but I was too worried about failure that I, that I didn't, I didn't enjoy the, the, the journey as much as I should have. Um, and that's how, that's how, I, that's where my mind was through that whole thing. I was just, I enjoyed it. Yes. But I was also scared to death. Yeah. You're wrapped up in the anxiety and fear of it and trying to, trying to wrestle with that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, making it happen. And there's also that, that worry with a large scale commission. Oh my God. Until you actually see it together, you have no idea whether it's going to work or not. That's right. And, and I imagine it was probably an incredible high once you figured out one transporting it from Greenville up to uh, up to Penland and having it erected and put together and going, wow, I did this. It worked. This is amazing. That's right. Um, I mean, you had to rent a big truck and like seriously dig into a lot of the details of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was some infrastructure that had to be put in place at the shop. Um, I I needed to purchase a forklift um, for that project because I couldn't get the material for the sign, um, just the raw material off the truck. Um, and so, um, yeah, there were some things that had to be put in place. And then to your point, Eric, and seeing it all sort of put together uh, on site and in, in situ, um, I had never seen it put together completely until the final assembly. Um, it was sort of in three components and there was really no way from, cause it worked and it sat on the landscape that was there. And so I, I made it to fit that landscape. And so I never saw it completely put together until installation day. And of course, sweating that all out. That's right. <laughs> is it, is it going to work? That's right. So like a lot of your projects, Daniel, you started this with a model. That's right. I mean, I'm sure it started with sketches and drawings, but you did a, a I don't know what a eighth scale model or 16th scale model of it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Just um, with an action figure that's it. for scale. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tom Sachs action figure. That's pretty that's hilarious. Right. That's right. Uh, yeah. I just, when it's, when it's a three dimensional object that we're talking about um yeah i think a a cad drawing or something on on a digital rendering is um, helpful up to a point um but i think making a model where you can rotate it and look at it from all sides um and not on a screen i think there that brings something else to the table and so um yeah just working and that was very informative i mean we went through several iterations of that of that model too well, um, maybe elaborate a little bit. I found this really fascinating when I was chatting with, with you about this sign. Uh, talk about how you did the lettering. So they didn't want, 
so it's a it's a mostly um, it's the structure is created. Um, it has these two sort of anchors, one on either side, that hold this big placard between these two anchors. We'll call them, and um, that's all weathering steel, core ten mm-hmm. weathering steel. And then the the letters themselves are stainless, uh, like a sandblasted sort of soft matte stainless. And the one thing that they were they're very very particular about and very clear about what they wanted and did not want was they didn't want this stencil approach to the lettering um sort of like how do you keep the inside of the o from falling out or the inside of the d or the p from falling out so they'll create these little um, tabs that keep those in place and, mm-hmm. and so they didn't want a stencil approach where you're seeing text that is removed from the sign, but they wanted something that was in addition or on, on a surface, on a field. They didn't want, they wanted letters applied to a field, not removed from a, from a placard. And so, so they, so they wanted an additive process as opposed to a reductive process. Is That's my correct. Guess. That's right. Yeah. Um, and they're very proud and they spent a very long time on that font and spacing. And they were very mm-hmm. particular about that type. And I had to figure out how to attach stainless letters to this placard and get spacing and, and everything else correct. Um, everything straight because you can get sideways pretty quick if you're not <laughs> careful. And so what I did was I had a, there's a laser shop, a CNC laser shop down here in Greenville. And so not only did they buzz out the letters for me, the stainless letters for the sign, but they buzzed out and they cut out a full-scale template of where these letters go. And they had the spacing and this and everything correct with that. And so I was able to use that template, lay that on my placard, my sign, my weathering steel s- substrate, and then use that to get my letters in the correct placement or in the correct place and, and get my spacing, um, my kerning as they call it. Correct. That's a, that's a great word. That's right. <laughs> so, um, I won't go into all the details about how I affix them to, to the sign, but that, that large scale template, um, was the magic there. And I'll tell you, um, it was a little tedious putting those letters on there and getting all of that correct. And so Penland recently, they had this big committee and, um, they had recently dropped the letter S off of the last word in the school name. So it's instead of Penland School of Crafts, plural, it's now Penland School of Craft. And okay. um, <laughs> this was sort of the sign and they had to make sure that that's what they were going to do before they had me create the letters for this sign. But I'll tell you, by the time we came to the T in craft, I was so glad there was no S after that because I was, <laughs> I was wore out from those letters. They were wow. ready to be done. So Right. And of course the S changes all the spacing as well. That's right. We're talking about a lot of visuals and you can to our three listeners, you can check on um pictures on our website and then links to Daniel's OK Goods Instagram page where you can see a lot of the pictures from the studio work. I think there's a good series of ten pictures. It's absolutely stunning. And you can see your forklift in the background. Right. And we'll we'll provide links to all of that. Thanks a lot, Daniel. This is Bonus Make. Yep. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You can listen to Why Make on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also grab our RSS feed or direct download from our website, why-make.com. 
This episode is currently brought to you by the Holy Pockets of Rob and Eric. Please help us build our creative funding base at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash why make podcast. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at at why make pod. This episode is recorded on Squadcast and edited by us on Audacity. Thanks for listening. <laughs>